talk about the debacle of a game between the Washington Redskins and the Minnesota Vikings. Jerome Booger will be joining us on the set. Yeah. And much, much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John, and Jerome. <laughs> and Jerome. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome, Harry Hog Football, episode number three hundred forty-five, in which we talk about the game that cannot be co- explained by stats. <laughs> yeah, no I'm lie, dude. I'm just closing the stats. I I don't under I still can't don't understand how we lost <laughs> that game. We dominated <laughs> in every category, including penalties. But still, it's crazy looking at stats. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. It I, really is. I don't. They don't add up. Limited you know AP to seventy-five game? yards. The defense. I mean, they gave up three hundred yards, but that's good for them. They limited AP to seventy-five. Two touchdowns. Yeah, but I'm. St- but still, there's no turnovers. They had one. <sighs> Pierre Garcon caught a touchdown. Jordan Reed caught a touchdown. Logan Paulson, Pony Boy, caught a touchdown. We. Scored- Brandon Merriweather had an interception. The quarterback, I don't know what his rating was, but his stats were pretty good. Three touchdowns, uh, over 300 yards, I believe. You know why we lost? Kyle Shanahan's brain farts. The Shanna plan. The right. Shanna plan, the failure of the Shanna plan bites us once again. The only thing that I can think of in this game, hmm. the only thing that I could point my finger at, really, is the fact that after five minutes into the third quarter, I think um, Alfred Morris only ran the ball once. Huh. He didn't run it very much. And you know why? But up into that time, he ran it about 20 times. And he was killing it. Yeah. He was absolutely it's killing again, it out there. Again, like we always say, um, it's like Shan- it's he like goes Kyle away. Got Kyle bored. goes away from the run. He gets bored. And just like, I got to pass. This is Madden 25. You uh-huh. don't run the ball in video games. You pass dude, it. I know. Because it's more exciting. Oh, dudes, dudes, dudes. We would be remiss if we didn't uh, give uh, props to our longtime benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee. Of Desmond C. Lee. Desmond C. Lee. No, dude. <laughs> Wrong oh, like, dude. Dude, it's like... It's like my brain is still programmed from the first 200 episodes. To the, it's like, <laughs> it won't break free. It's automatic. No, Desmond C. <laughs> Desmond Lee. C. Lee is not from Desmond C. Lee Legal Services. He's from Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter. Why? Because Desmond C. Lee 1 was... Already taken. Or hacked. Taken. Or and taken. And Desmond C. Lee was hacked. When he went to get it, they were like... This Twitter taken. This Twitter's taken. 
taken. Anyway, big shout out to uh, DC Lee. And also a big shout out to our benevolent sponsor who was able to move our servers from Dallas, Texas to Washington, D.C. Except for that, we didn't get one. <laughs> so our servers are still on Dallas. Still in Dallas. Yeah, so don't y'all complain. We have problems. Yeah. Now that we know this is happening. Yeah. We got problems. Right here in River City. Listeners. So in any event, check out Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter because uh, he's a massive Redskins fan. He's He likes to tweet a lot about, uh, well, lately about how much we suck because we do. Oh, yeah. I still can't explain heck? this game. I can. The Shanna Plan. Would you like me to throw some stats out about the Shanna Plan? Sure, go ahead. All right, I'm going to go ahead and do that. All right, dudes, we are over halfway through the fourth year of Mike Shanahan and his and his nepotism son. And we have an overall record of, what, 24 and 33, I think? This is the third year in a row at this time, at this point in the year, that we're three and six. We've been three and six three years in a row at this point. Yeah, but now's when we start playing really well. No, now's when we start evaluating the players. Now we start evaluating for next year. Remember when he gave up on the season and the players pretty much like stepped up and started taking care of business? And then he was like, I didn't give up on the season. I wasn't giving up, blah, blah, blah. And he was all like oh, that's trying right. to be coy, like, oh, yeah, hey, I would, you know, it was a maybe that was motivation. Factor. Except yeah. it so wasn't. You could see it in his face. He was despondent. Well, maybe uh, he needs to give up on the season again this year. And, and we can't, yeah, and yeah, well, and you know, we can't go blaming Mike Hazlitt either. Because, yeah, the defense has Jim. sucked. Jim. Uncle Jim. I mean, yes, you can, but think about it. The defense has absolutely sucked since Hazlitt came in. But why? Because who brought him in? Mike Shanahan. Shanahan. And they Mike decided Shanahan to change said, the defense. Exactly. He yes, said, oh, yes, hey, yes, yes. hey. He said, um, hey, uh, Hazlitt. <laughs> he said, why don't you come in here? I want you to come in here, Hazlitt, even though I know you've ne- never been more than a mediocre coach at best. But I want you to come in here with me to Washington. And I want you to uh, coach the defense. Okay. Uh, oh, and by the way, I want you to take this highly successful 4-3 defense that's been in the top five, top ten. For the just last about every decade. Year for the last few years. Yeah. And then uh, I want you to switch them around to a 3-4 defense. To 3-4. you've <laughs> never coached before. Hey. Did Shanahan say he wanted him to switch it to a 3-4? Yeah, yes. that was all Shanahan's ideas. Like, I want you to come in, take a highly successful defense, change it to a different scheme that you've never done before. How's that sound? How's that sound? And, and that goes to further our frustration, basically, because our defense was always good to go and our offense was always anemic. And then when this happens, our offense gets, you know, good or better, and our better. defense is horrible. It's like you can't field a complete team. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to blame Hazlitt and fire Hazlitt? Yeah, I do too. But he needs to go with all the rest of those guys. Just cut, cut, cut! Oh, yeah, and back on the uh, the um, Hazlitt thing. And I, I know that it's hard to look back at this but since the whole Bounty Gate scandal. Uh, but imagine if W, Greg W. Williams, was still the Doug. defensive coach. How much better uh, do you think we would have been these days? Trip Doug, Trip Doug Williams. If Trip Dub was still there, and like, do you think we'd be better off with him as the defensive coordinator still these days, or would we have just been busted? You know, take the bounty gate thing away. Who knows? They probably would love to attack the bounty gate onto us on top of all the uh, the thirty six million dollars in salary cap space they stole from us. No, I mean if the bounty gate thing didn't happen, just the way he had our defense playing. 
Oh, no, yeah, I'm, I know what you're saying, but I'm, if he had been here, watch Bounty Gate would have happened to us instead. It's true. Mm. But anyway. But, okay. yeah. But, but then, all know, right. Shanahan paid him a million-dollar buyout, $1 million not to coach the team and to go away. So. All right, well, probably because they knew about Bounty Gate. I guess. Anyway. I guess. Anyway. I don't know, but dudes, it's just cut. It's, the Shanna plan is a freaking failure. It's a failure. <laughs> It we, is, but I was thinking about this this week. After, you know, watching uh-huh. the Vikings game and being like, cut the coaches and all that, I started mm-hmm. thinking about it. And I was like, he had, all right, in his defense, right. and, Shanahan and is- had a huge mess to clean up. He had 20 years of, or however many years, of 10 years or so of, Shan- or of uh, Snyder, like, butting in everywhere. Even Joe mm-hmm. Gibbs couldn't handle it. Yep, yep. He had to get rid of dudes like Hainsworth. Had people like Hainsworth, you know, not only sucking up a lot of the free agent money that could have been used on people to build the team, but also he sucked. Yeah, well, he gave up. He didn't play. Yeah, and then you have the whole uh, $36 million... um, Illegal. Illegal collusion collusion thing going on. So, I mean... That's a lot going against the dude, so maybe three years wasn't enough to overcome that. Perhaps. Perhaps. And I see that argument. And Jason Reed in the Washington Post wrote an article about that this week that, that as soon as I read the headline, it, it was titled, Mike Shanahan's contract should be extended to provide stability in Washington Redskins, which immediately made me and many other people go, what? Stability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he brings up points like you were saying. The, the $36 million salary cap. Um, the fact that we got fined that I think it was three days, three or four days or within a week after we made the trade to get the draft pick to get RG three. And so that was all money that they were planning on using on free agents, knowing they weren't going to have a first round pick for the next couple of years. And then bam, suddenly that happens. Although I really find it hard to believe that the Redskins didn't know they were going to, they were this I don't know if they knew it was going to be like $36 million in salary cap space or if they thought they'd be able to fight it or, or what have you. But, you know, they had to know something was on the horizon with that and that a penalty was coming. I don't know. I still support the RG3 trade. In fact, I was the one that called it originally. You did. You do. And I do still support it. Uh, Even yeah. though someone on Twitter was trying to say that, what was he saying a few weeks ago that... We were jumping off the RG3 bandwagon or something. And we oh, yeah. yeah I don't remember fans. who that was. It was just like, uh, what? What? Yeah. I don't even know what that dude was saying. I don't either. Anyway. Wait, there's an RG3 bandwagon? <laughs> right. He was driving it himself. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, it's it's. I mean, those are good points. And, and the team was an absolute mess when Shanahan came in. Absolute mess. Um, we had the whole Hainsworth and other free agents thing. Uh, he, but you know, he also brought in someone to completely ruin a perfectly fine defense. Yep. They and did not he's have. brought in his son who he will not criticize at all. His son has the these huge caller. brain farts with brain. He, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't understand why Shanahan doesn't just go son. Um, son. He's oh, got to stick with the game plan because you know the game plan's not, dude. Here's what we're so going to do: guys... we're going to run the ball effectively for the first two quarters, and we're just going to be destroying the inside of their defense and wearing them all down, and then we're going to try to pass. I believe I was trying. I was looking at the stats here. Alfred Morris had 17 carries in the first half and 10 carries in the second half. 
And I think most of those most were. of those were in the beginning of the third quarter. See if you can look. I don't know if you can look at a play by play to see when his last carry was, but most of them were in the beginning of that third quarter. Well, I know what I can look at. I can look at the Red Lobster, as Fred Smoot called him. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Every what was single that time quote? I see him. What was um, that Fred Smoot quote that was hilarious? Oh, man. The Red, said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. said something to the effect of, if he, they lose this weekend against the Eagles, then this is going to be the last. This should be the last you see of the Red Lobster. No, but the funnier quote was when he said that, that uh, uh, Mike Shanahan was kind of like, your grandma that forgot how to cook. She knows right. what ingredients go into it, but still can't whip it up anymore. He said, you know, some, sometimes grandma gets too old. She know what to go in the grocery store and get, but she just cannot whip it up like she used to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Red Smooth, I like that. That's a good analogy. She know what to go in the grocery store and get. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I know how to draft players. I know how to go and pick pick players. I just can't whip up the recipe but like I used to. I think John brings up the best point that I haven't heard elsewhere, and that is, I think one of Shanahan's major mistakes was the defense. Because you know he was an offensive dude, but so why is he like going? I'm going to put in a three four defense because that's the new trend in the NFL. Like five mm-hmm. years ago. When we already had our defense didn't need to be, it's like don't fix what ain't broke. And it's funny because the four, the three four defense is actually starting. It's showing that that is actually starting to get exposed by the offenses that are run, that have these running quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So how ironic is that? Yeah, that's I, just. I was talking to some dudes last night at this little meeting I had to go to, and we were talking about how. Have you guys noticed that in the NFL, the trend, like the defenses are getting bad? Like in the 80s, mm-hmm. offenses had to fight for like every yard. You had like dudes like John Riggins fighting to get three, four yard gains and stuff. And defense. Three yards and a cloud of dust, man. And defenses were like stout. Now it's like, I mean, a hundred yard rushing game back in the day was a huge deal. Now it's like people are expected to get a hundred yards rushing every week. Almost. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and have 400 yards in passing. It's like the defenses are becoming college-like in that they're not as good as the offense. No, the trend right now really is. I mean, the trend is 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 offense, 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 offense. But then you mentioned college. It's but, but you go and look at uh, Alabama, which is about to become, if they win the national championship again this year, four out of five years, dynasty. that's a freaking dynasty. And that is a defensive-based team. That's why I love defense, dude. Defense dynasty. Defense dynasty. DD. Duck dynasty. All right, so Roll so high. that said, because we're, because we're mentioning college high. and we're talking about coaches here, and we've said this before, who would you guys have replaced Mike Shanahan? We're all complaining yeah. about Shanahan. Josh, yeah, you called it out. You did. And John pointed out to me that Dan, you can talk about Dan Patrick, John. Oh, I was listening. Was it yesterday or the day before? I don't remember. But Dan Patrick was on his his uh, daily show, and I was listening. And he suddenly brought up the fact he was like, "Well, if the Redskins get rid of Mike Shanahan, who should they bring in?" And I think they should bring in. And we're starting to hear uh huh rumbles in the press about bringing in the coach from Baylor. Dude, here's the bad coach. And Josh, you called this out a couple of weeks ago. 
I did call it, but here's the thing. Two it. days ago, he signed a 10-year <laughs> contract extension with Baylor. That means nothing. I heard that. That means nothing. But, but exactly. I, I heard that, and that's that's going to make – that would make me feel more nervous as a, as a fan of Baylor than it would make me less – that's like the vote of confidence. That's we like them saying, hey, we think you're awesome. Yeah, that's like, you know, that's the same as the owner coming out being like, we have every bit of confidence in, in Mike Shanahan. Then he gets fired the next week. You know, that's like, a de- that's <laughs> no, like, this is them trying to thing. cling on to him. Like, oh, we I know, but the, but the way it always works is in, it always works the opposite way. He signs it and all the Baylor fans go, yay, for like two or three hours until people realize. It means nothing. There's there's some out clause. If I'm offered a position in the NFL, they don't tell you that part. Of course not. Yeah. Yep. Um, or I, I pay know, $1 I mean, million dollars to get out of it, I mean, and then the NFL but, is just like, Deion Snyder's like, Psh, okay. Uh-huh. Think about it. Baylor could be looking at it going, look, RG3 is this huge talent in D.C. Shanahan can't make him work. Shanahan's looking bad. They're going to get rid of Shanahan. Who are they going to turn to? There's already talk of Art Bras going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why and they when, gave him that extension this week. And when you're looking at college coaches, too, remember they also scout. And I mean, they have people, but they scout their teams. Mm-hmm. Right. So he obviously knows how to look at raw talent team. because, I mean, where was Baylor before that? <coughs> before Griffin and them? I don't know. And they're, now they're, they're what, rapid. in the top ten? They're ranked yeah. fourth right now. Four fourth. now? The last fourth. game massive, I saw from them a few weeks powered. ago, they were winning like 60 or 70 to nothing or something. I forget. It was crazy. Super high-powered offense, yeah. They don't have a great defense, but that's the way, like we were saying, a lot of teams. Texas A&M with Johnny Manziel. Yeah, throw up a bunch of points, but their defense is just crap, and that's why. Hey, I think Johnny Manziel is going to end up on the Cowboys. (sighs) Anyway, that's just an aside. (laughs) Let me throw another one at you. Uh Since we're talking about it, Nick Saban. (laughs) I'm not going to be the coach of Alabama. I can't make it any more perfectly clear. I think he said that when he was with the Dolphins. What did he say? That, that he was not going to be the coach of Alabama. <laughs> I believe he said, he said, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to the effect of, I'm not going to be the next coach of Alabama. I can't make that, I, I don't think I can make that more perfectly clear. And then like, what, three weeks later, he was the coach of Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He has said recently that he regretted that, but I think that's a little PR move to, uh, to I mean, uh, dampen the fires in, in Tuscaloosa before he... Uh, bolts and becomes the next Steve Spurrier for the Washington Redskins. I mean, seriously, he's been in Alabama. This is, he's in his seventh year in Alabama. His record is 77 and 13, three national championships. What was his record in the NFL? Terrible. Three and 70. Terrible because he's too authoritative. (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember if he lasted half a year or one and a half years. I really don't, but he's, 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 he's an old school authoritative authoritarian kind of guy. And that just goes to show you that it's a gamble bringing college coaches to NFL and vice versa because, I don't know, it must just be something so different about it that some it's guys can adapt and others can't. Because, I mean, look at the uh, look at the dude Pete Carroll. He's adapted perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He keeps it fun. You know? He does. It's all the gummy juice. So, <laughs> and then you got dudes like Steve Spurrier that just look like they didn't know what were, they were doing. That slow motion shot of him going. <laughs> that that's I mean that right there sums up the entire Spurrier time, uh, uh, regime in Washington. 
is that okay. like that that gif of him doing that. That's perfect. That's all you need to see. It's like how <laughs> how did Steve Spurrier doing Washington, and then you see him going. <laughs> well, let dude, let's let's flip the coin to the other side here. All right, so if we had to take coaches from the NFL, you know who's available? There's two that stand out. They're both commentators at this point in time: Bill Cowher and <laughs> Chucky. Who else? Who else is out there? Not Chucky. No, I, I can't. won't go back Chucky to the NFL, though. I don't think. To Washington. Chucky's I don't got think, a cush job now. He's got a cush job. I think. I think there's I think still a chance he could be the coach at NFC at uh, USC. I think Cower would come back, but is would would Cower coming back be a repeat of the Shanahan experiment? Cower's not going to come so. back, dude. I would love to see. Well, if his kids are in college now, aren't they in college? You've got yeah, or, on Raleigh. or graduating. I think like his one daughter is graduating from state or something. Yeah. So, which is where he went as well. So you yeah, know, see him every now and again. Sure, see bring him, him in. See the, that's right. You you do. Uh, you shot that picture of him when he was like eating soup or something. You need to talk to him though. <laughs> he lives. He lives about three miles from me. Jaw jutting. Well, go over to his house and ask him. Uh, like Bill. We would like you to come back and coach the Washington Reds. Billy, Billy. Bill, I'm, I'm an unofficial ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he runs into those like every day right now. Be like, I'll Bill. be like, Bill, let's go over to Zest Cafe. Let me buy you some brunch. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I'm prepared to offer you nothing. Um, nothing. Be like, but Dan Snyder will offer you like $8 million a year since he's given the Red Lobster $7 million. Be like, Right. Hey, Bill, how would you like to coach the Washington Redskins this year? I don't know. I don't know. I got a guy on the other line about some white walls. Let me get back to you. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, that's that's that has popped up in my mind. Both those guys, I do think. I want, number one, I don't want Chucky. No way. Um, no way. I, like I said about Shanahan, I never wanted Shanahan in the first place. But Chucky, I think it, I think Chucky, if he goes back, University of Southern California could be a really good place for him. I think he has just got college written all over him. Um, Bill Cower, though, I'd take him. Yeah. We could get Bill Cower, and we could bring in that dude from Baylor to be the offensive coordinator. Art Browns is offensive coordinator? Yeah, and then Bill Cower coaches defense. Bill Cower will be ready to uh... – to retire in five years anyway, and then our bras could just take over. Wait, you yeah. wouldn't hold on to you wouldn't hold on to uh, Kyle Shanahan to call your plays. Um, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, I need you to come into my office. Uh, Kyle, um, can you bring your playbook, please? Okay, can you just throw it in that fire over there in the corner? <laughs> and would you mind going out this door? Yeah, I know there's no steps at the bottom of it. We're on the fifth floor. Okay, <laughs> it's a little cold in here. Watch your step out there, boy. Watch your step out there, son. Good luck. <laughs> okay. Uh, someone's on the phone from Houston. They said your house is still available. <laughs> Someone will sign him. You haven't sold your house yet down there. It's all 6000 <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard from Will the last couple weeks um, since it's all 6000 I think he may have called in. I'm not sure. In other words... We're kind of delayed on this podcast. We we had a, a myriad of de- delays, mostly my fault. A myriad, a myriad. Um. Anyway, what else we oh, got oh, here? Oh, 
What Hold about on quick before I forget? Because I'll forget this. I got to give a shout out. I was up in Richmond the other day and I went and ate at City Dogs, City Dogs Hot Dogs, and they had Redskins stuff up in there everywhere, including Chris Cooley signed jersey. Redskins fans at City Dogs, go get yourself a hot dog. When you, I, would you eat a wiener? I was gonna say, go get yourself a wiener when you're down in the bottom. <laughs> 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 City dogs can be found in Shaco Bottom. Shaco Bottom. Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> you sell a hot wiener when you're down in the bottom. Yeah. Oh. All <laughs> right. Anyway, the, what about the O line? O line report. Do you have the music? I want to hear the music. You always <clears throat> want to hear the music. It's funny. I have so oh. many sound effects. Franco American Spaghetti Yo's. Franco American Spaghetti Yo's. Show them your O face. The O line report. Brought to you by. Uh, peanut Squeeze. Peanut Squeeze. <laughs> you have to tell the Peanut Squeeze story. Well, Jerome later, will be on later to talk about this. Jerome, Jerome will be on. Yeah, but you have to tell us what that story was about. Give you know, give the uh, preface so the people understand. Because Jerome will get on and just start talking about it. People won't understand. That's true. That's true. And people will be like, what is this Peanut Squeeze he's talking about? Anyway, <laughs> the O-line report, uh, they were horrible. How many sacks did they give up, Josh? I don't know. Well, it was a bunch, and there was a couple right in a row. <laughs> it was that Williams dude. I lost count. The announcers were like, Williams has lost some production over the last three years, but he's showing for an old guy. He can still get up and go. He sure did. The other O-line did pretty well, apparently, because we had that very first drive where Arakpo had that sack on, on the very first Minnesota drive, and it was like, yeah, our defense is looking great. And then right, and then that was it. It was like they just went for the rest of the whole game. Because we I didn't, we didn't adjust. That was the only sack we had. We didn't was adjust. the sack on the very first. Yeah, we didn't adjust. That was the first, we had a sack on their first drive, and that was it. But our O line was horrible. Yeah, they're pretty bad. There were we had there were four sacks for a total of thirty nine lost yards. Wait, I take that back. The O line was horrible on pass protection, but they were opening up some huge holes for Alfred Morris. Yeah, but That's then the way it Kyle is. didn't run the ball the whole game. Instead, and he, he keeps dropping. Damn, damn, if he doesn't keep dropping RG three straight back and getting him killed. I know, man. He, he started moving out. around a little bit early, and then he was like, oh, "Okay, never mind. Just drop straight back and pass straight back." Because <laughs> that's exactly the way my dad built this crappy offensive line with these these thin fatties. <laughs> junior face the guards. I mean, Chester was all right for a while, but he's looking old. They're called Junior Gordos. <laughs> Junior Gordos. Pequeno Gordos. They're not Grande Additional. Additionals. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, that's the O line report. It's the same as yeah. usual. They need to get better on pass protect, and it would help if if Kyle called plays that rolled the pocket. Mm-hmm. And they look really good on the running game, so maybe we should run the ball more. That's all. Yeah, I'm Alfred saying. Morris killed it. He killed it. Over 139, 139 yards. 139 yards on like what? 20 carries? 26. Mm. Not bad. It was better than Adrian Peterson's performance. Mm-hmm. Except Peterson had two touchdowns. But yeah, that's well. because we got to the goal line and just kept throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. And it worked, shockingly, but part of that is because their defense is terrible. Oh, and Jordan Reed had another huge game. Mm-hmm. And so did Garcon. But we'll talk yes. about that later. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what do we have now? It's the injury report with Josh Allen. Do you want the music? 
Uh, are we already at the injury report? For real? Yep. Real player? All right, play the music. Dude, this is really. It's going to put me to sleep on this Saturday morning. All right. Redskins injury report brought to you by. Peanut squeeze. Peanut squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Bowen, knee injury. Is Jerome here right. already? Let me just All give right, it to ahead. you this way. The following people. Hold on, hold on. Have... Someone cut off Jerome's mic until we're ready for his segment. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Jerome, Seriously. dude, hold hey. on, man. Hold on. Hold on. Yo, hold Jerome, on. Jerome, Jerome, go get a beer. All right. Come on, Grant. All right, Turn all right. he'll be mic. back in a few minutes. Right. It's good. Right, right, right. Okay, so um, limited practice uh, this week was uh, the following people. Stephen Bowen, Jose Gomes, not to be confused with. Still funny every time I hear his name. <laughs> not to be confused name. with Dijon Gomes. Um, <laughs> D. Hall, limited practice. You know, he has that turf toe issue. I'm concerned Leonard, about D. Hall. Yep. Leonard Hankerson. Um, you know, the Hanks uh, dealing with the hamstring. And Logan Paulson dealing with the knee. That's all right. We got Jordan Reed. He seems a little little more uh, resilient. Paulson. Um, yeah, Evan Evan Royster. Evan Royster. Uh, now, now, excuse me. Hold on. I lied to you guys. Limited practice was only Stephen Bowen and D'Angelo Hall. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, Gums, Hankerson, Paulson, and uh-huh. Royster did practice fully this week. I. What about uh, yeah? I'm concerned about D Hall the most out of this. I saw he was questionable. Coming yeah, into the game. yeah. Isn't that funny how we've gotten to the point where we're like, man, we need D Hall. Well, D Hall's had a huge year. I gotta say, all in all, you're right. You're absolutely right. He's been our best defense secondary player by far. Yep. Ew. Ah. Huh? I just took a sip of the second coffee mug that they brought up to me, and it it tastes Your like PA brought up to you yeah it tastes like they washed the cup and didn't rinse the soap out and then put the coffee in (laughs) you need to fire those interns dude my intern is four years old (laughs) (laughs) and at least she brought the coffee up to me here's your coffee didn't spill it oh man okay Uh, now i got that nasty soap taste in my mouth that i remember from being a child wait no i think coffee dude it's funny that you're talking about d hall all right because we're at the midway point of the season here pretty much and and d hall is on track right now for his largest season ever as far as interceptions are concerned what does he have four he's got three on the year i believe and three touchdowns total <laughs> two TDs. And he said two, 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 two three before in one game. Yeah. So, yeah, but his his largest number of interceptions on a year, I think, is six. And that was in, like, 2010. Then you go all the way back to 2005 where he had six again. Son. He's had his most touchdowns for sure. This is the biggest year for touchdowns. So, potentially, D. Hall could be having a, the biggest year of his career. He's having a good career in that he's not doing as many stupid things, and he's tackling a little bit better. Yeah, he's not dancing people down the sideline. So far this year, every game that he has made an interception, he has made a pick six. Oh. He had two interceptions in Denver, but uh, 
but he only had one pick six, so he was a bit of a slacker there. But <laughs> <laughs> every game that he's made an interception this year, he's got a pick six. Yeah. He's also he's also had a forced fumble against Minnesota. Didn't he score a touchdown off a of fumble? Or did someone else scoop that one up? That was week one against the Eagles, remember? They were yeah. driving down about to score on their first drive of the season, and then he, like, it was a backwards pass that they called a fumble. Yeah. Even though it so was he's got three touch three, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there you go. I mean, he's having a great, great year. Somehow, yeah. What? Okay, yeah. So anyway, hopefully he'll be able to come back from and play this weekend because we've got to go on an historic run, just like last year. again, again. History is bound to repeat itself. Third year in a row. History's bound to repeat itself, dude. We're a game and a half out of first place, dude. We got to beat the Eagles. I That's was looking the at the schedule, and this is totally <laughs> doable, with the exception of the hard game being against the Chiefs. Allegedly. Because we're playing the 49ers. I don't remember what the record is, but they're not all – they're cracked up to be, you know, compared to last year either. Yeah, yeah. And you got the Giants twice, the Cowboys once, um, of course the Eagles once. Who else we, we haven't have? played the Giants yet? No. Jeez. Well, that sucks because they were terrible at the beginning of the year, and I think they're really going to come on right now. They always do. They always do. They got their Andre Brown, the running back. They got him back, which is great because they were using dudes off the street. I still think we can beat them. I do too. So well, I don't know. It all depends on how I've they respond. I've been feeling like that up until about two weeks ago, and now I'm like my head's back on the railroad tracks again. Well, I don't even know how we lost the game against the Vikings, to tell you the truth. We had good stats. Yeah. Shanahan, Shanaplan, doing the things to Shanaplan. So anyway, we'll see what happens this week. We got to beat the Eagles. It would have helped us tremendously to beat the Vikings, though. Yeah. Um, <coughs> real quick you, before we hit the see... break. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to point out. He was talking about going to the Eagles game. Did you guys see what um, what Dale Green had to say about uh, the lack of leadership on the team? Oh yes. No. Did you guys see that yesterday? Oh, I saw was, it. Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, he was basically saying it's, uh, um, you know, there's a lack of leadership on the team, and he, and he put part of that on RG3. Um, hmm. He's just saying the Redskins don't have a leader. Yeah, and then the players, uh, they didn't name the player that responded to it from the Redskins locker room. It just said an offensive player said, right. we, voted, we voted that guy our captain because we believe in him. He's a expletive good guy or, so, or good leader or something. <laughs> He's an yeah. expletive good leader is what it said. <laughs> and I was like, that had to have been Trent Williams. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what that what? word was. It was funny, like Chris Collinsworth came to his uh, defense. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Chris Collinsworth, who also says that the Redskins should not fire Mike Shanahan because he loves Dallas now. And he also says that the Redskins are going to be contenders next year. Well, here's what he said. He next said, year. He Such said RG3 stroker. is an unbelievable leader. He said teams are built now around first, second, and third-year players. They're the great majority of players on the team, and Robert Griffin is the guy that's going to take them where they want to go if they just leave the whole thing alone. I think what they're getting at here with the whole Daryl Green comment, and there were some other dudes commenting back on Daryl Green, was saying that when Daryl Green played, a dude that was like, in his second year, would never be the leader of the team. It had to be wouldn't like, even be starting hardly. It had yeah, to be no, like dude. a veteran. So it's hard for Daryl Green to imagine that he could be a leader. 
And then Daryl Green apparently, through another person, admitted that he didn't know what was going. He had no knowledge of the locker room situation. Right. I he think did it have knowledge like of that Charles Mann card. Bit. What? Charles Mann card. All right. So I just don't think I think Daryl Green's just spouting off and doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. All right. It's all right. He's a veteran. He's a Hall of Famer. He can get away. He's with a Hall of Famer. Kind of like that. Sunny. All right. Let me hit the people. transactions real quick so we can get into the break and get moving. Yeah. Um. We had a couple of moves on the roster. Uh, Chris Thompson. Brought to you by finally, Transactions brought to you by XLAX. Go ahead, sir. Brought to you by uh, Peanut Squeeze. Um, um, Chris moves. Thompson was uh, finally put on the injury reserve for that torn labrum. Um, he was that guy that was the, the, the what fourth running back we had on the roster. Yes. I don't know why it took so labrum. long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we brought up that that little uh, that little dude from Connecticut, the undrafted guy, Nick Williams. You may have remembered him from preseason. He was that really little uh, white wide receiver that was running around. Everyone's like, we just call him guy? Nick Williams. And didn't he have blonde hair? Yeah, he 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 is he is a uh, he's a uh, yeah he's he, he's one of those like little Wes Welker kind of guys, except except even really little. But apparently, Wait. I mean, he was doing some kick returning in preseason, and he was a. Uh, uh, I don't know. He kind of showed. I mean, the guy's got hustle, so at least there's that. So they promoted him from the practice squad. Maybe he'll be active tomorrow against the Eagles some, as a punt returner. So uh, and to fill his spot on the practice squad, the Redskins signed a man named Davin Meggett, running back, who is a uh, a a practice squad journeyman. <laughs> who has played on the practice squads of the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, the Dallas Cowboys, and now the Washington Redskins. Who are you talking about? Davin. Davin Meggett. Not to be confused with his uh, rapist, jailed father, David Meggett, who used to play for the Giants, for those of you who are old school like us. That's back when Joe Lavender played for the Redskins. Joe Lavender. Who's Joe Lavender? (laughs) <laughs> he was a quarterback back in the early 80s. Personal foul, Joe Lavender. Dude. Oh, you're talking about Joe Lavender. Since we're talking about that, why don't we go ahead and bring him in, man? He's been sitting over there in the glass box. He's eating Jerome. some donut holes. Jerome. Yo, hold on. Jerome, Jerome. Hey, you're going to be on. Put your headset on. Yes, what can I do for you, boy? <laughs> hey, Jerome, how's it going, man? It's fine. How are y'all today? <laughs> we're doing pretty well. Hey, we you had were a... talking about you were talking about Dav and Megat. Yeah, you got running back. Yes, you got on him. Um, I don't understand why we signed that guy because he used to play for the Dallas Cowboys. What do you mean we? we You're supposed you a... to be an impartial referee. Are you a referee? Oh, that's fan? right. Personal foul, me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey, it, since as you know, we're starting a new a new segment on the show, yeah. and it's called yeah. Jerome's uh, calls, bad call. I think it's called roughing the passer. <laughs> it's called roughing the passer. <laughs> I, I I don't like that name. I ne- I think we need to call it Jerome's necessary roughness. <laughs> okay, Jerome's necessary roughness. And and I'm gonna be talking about a uh, questionable call during the game. <laughs> so let me ask you about this, Jerome. <laughs> Yeah, How did you feel? I am an official in the NFL. I did. I did do the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember when you when uh, Chet Baker was flagged for the helmet to helmet hit on the quarterback in this game where there was no apparent helmet to helmet hit? 
Yeah, there was no contact between the uh, the helmet of these two gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so what what was the correct call, and what did the referees happen to see on that play to make that that call? Well, when say? I went back, what would Alex Pereira say? I think I think when I went back to view the game tape, and I watched and I saw that those two men, those gentlemen's helmets, did not touch. <laughs> I said, "Oh my, they made the wrong call there. There's no personal foul on that one." That is the bad call. So basically, if two men's helmets never touch each other, there should be no personal foul. <laughs> two, two, it's only two it's two only a personal foul if the two men if two gentlemen's helmets do make contact with each other. Especially the purple heads? helmet. Especially the if purple helmet of the Vikings. The Vikings two two purple helmets. <laughs> if it's two men that play on the same team, um, I think I guess that's okay. But if they play for the different teams. Well, if they play for the different teams and their helmets make contact, then that is definitely a personal foul. And you have to call a, you have to call a block on that. So like a red or a burgundy helmet and a, and a purple helmet? They should not be making contact with each other. Only if they, only if they play for the same team. Okay. So we basically got hosed on that call is what you're saying, Jerome? That's exactly what I'm saying. All right. Oh, gotcha. All right. What yeah. are the calls that we get hosed on? <laughs> All right. What about the play with at, at the very end of the game with Santana Moss catching the pass out of bounds in the end zone? Was that a good call by the referees? If I remember that play correctly, I do think that he was out of bounds, but only just only just by about a uh, just the tip, just the tip. He got one foot. Oh, yeah. I think that was a good call. I think call. he only got one foot in. I think and, that was uh, a good call. And, and, and it, uh, it was a close call, but I believe they made the correct call on that. I do have to talk about penalties on this, this game. We yeah. were getting a bunch of, of retali- retaliation penalties because, as the Redskins put it, the Vikings were doing some dirty things out there. Um, what do referees do to keep that kind of chippiness in check during a game? Well, we we'd like to bring the uh, the uh, the two parties together, and we say, gentlemen, you need to cut all this horseplay out here on the field. The ladies' man does not like that when you guys are out here doing those sort of things, and we done <laughs> we have to call these personal fouls, and we don't like that. So, gentlemen, you need to keep your uh, you need to keep your uh, so, your uh, self in check. So, would this game have frustrated you, Jerome? I mean, it was there were the Redskins had eight penalties for sixty three yards on on this game. Oh yes, but you know we we keep it cool on the field, just like the ladies like it. <laughs> All right, well, Jerome, thanks for coming in by this week, and we'll see you again next week. Yeah, yeah thanks. You, for- you gentlemen, you gentlemen have a uh, you gentlemen have a good day, and uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll be back next week after. Uh, uh, I call this game this weekend. I don't even know what game I have. I'm Where are you calling this weekend? I don't know. Either. I don't know. I, I think tonight I'm gonna be, you. tonight I'm going to be in L.A. with some of the ladies. But uh, we'll see. We'll see where I end up on Sunday. Sometimes I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you get on that field at 1 p.m. As long as That's I'm right. on that field on time in my, in my tight stripes. all right well enjoy some donut holes outside the studio and we'll uh talk to you next week drew yeah you gentlemen have a good day all right all right you too take care have a good call tomorrow done you done yeah (laughs) 
All right, thanks. That's a big shout out to Jerome Booger for. Uh... <laughs> it sucks that we only have a uh, one microphone extra, or we don't have an extra microphone <laughs> here in the studio. I have to step back and let him do his thing, but uh, we'll see if we can rectify that sometime in the future. Yeah. Dude, I think he took all the donuts with him just now. Dude, dude, <laughs> he took all the donuts. <laughs> Uh, we gotta ask him next time why he wears number twenty three. Like maybe he's a Michael Jordan fan or something, or a D well, Hall fan. D Hall fan, D-Hall, maybe. D-Hall. Well, well, we may have found out that he is a uh, closet Washington Redskins fan. Maybe that might have been, that might have been about how we were able to pull off that game against the uh, Chargers. Oh, that's right. All right. Well. What else we got? Games and kicks, I guess, right? Uh, we got to go to our break, and when we come back, we'll give our games oh, right. and kicks and uh, hog slop and round up this podcast. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, let's, let's knock it out. So we'll break. talk to you guys after this commercial break. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. In a world where Dallas fans roam the streets. In a world! And it's generally unsafe to look into the skies at night because you realize you're looking at stars. I only mention it because sometimes there's a man. A Redskins looking man. I won't say a hero because what's a hero? But sometimes there's a man. And I'm talking about Desmond C. Lee. Sometimes there's a man, well, he's a man for his time and place. Thank you, Desmond C. Lee, 2013 benevolent sponsor of Harry Hogg Football. Desmond C. Lee, Hey, dude, don't go away, man. Come on, this affects all of us, man. Our basic freedom. I'm staying. I'm finishing my coffee. Enjoying my coffee. All right, we're back. Are you guys back? Hello? Yo, yo, yo. All right. Um, I'm back. It's time It's time for the uh, you-know-whats. Kick them. Well, games, I guess, first, right? Yeah, it's that whole reverse thing just to confuse me even further. <laughs> well, you should be used to games being first because we've sucked so bad this year. Now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. The Game Ball Award brought to you by Peanut Squeeze. Oh, we didn't even explain the Peanut Squeeze thing, did we? I know. Has Jerome left the studio? I think he's gone. Oh, I think we'll he's gone. Get him We're next week. Yeah, yeah. We'll just, we'll, just, uh, we'll just tease it and just say it's something that you need in case you get into a situation. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, who wants to go first with their Game Ball Awards? I'll go first. All right, go ahead. Mine goes to Alfred Morris, my dog, for killing it. Yeah. And having nothing to show for it again. 139 yards, man. 5.3 a carry. Killing it. Killing it. And then Kyle got bored. 
Mm-hmm. That round that sums that up pretty well. Yep. The workhorse. Um, that's a good one, John. And that's actually who I was going to give my game ball to this week, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> There's a few good ones, though. I thought They're you were giving yours to, uh... I'm going to... What? Never mind, go ahead. I don't want to steal your thunder. <sighs> oh my God. Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. Every time I say I'm going to give one to somebody, that I think of something they did that makes me not want to give it to them. Um... <laughs> Uh, all right, don't steal my thunder. You go ahead. You go ahead, dude. Steal all right, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to give mine to John's dog Pierre Garcon for having another huge game. I think he had over a hundred and some yards. I don't remember how many catches, but it was quite a few. Seven, seven catches, hundred nineteen. He's turning out not to be a bust like I alluded to last season. Yeah, now that his toe is better or whatever was, was like- wrong with him. It was kind of like I picked him as my dog because we saw him back in that Hall of Fame game way back in the day against Indianapolis. And we were like, that guy's good. And I picked him as my dog. And Aaron, you said, uh, which Wilson is it on offense? Josh Wilson? Josh Roy Wilson? Wilson. My, uh, Josh Morgan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Josh Morgan. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that guy. Chris Wilson. Yeah. Josh See, that Wilson. just shows you pretty much uh, exactly how well he's done this year. Unfortunately. Not to mm-hmm. not to bust on your dog because I thought he was going to be really good as well coming out of uh, San Francisco. I know he came <laughs> off that major injury, but he was really starting. He was looking like he was going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. And last so year, much. Garcon was looking kind of like a bust because of whatever his turf toe, whatever it was. He had like a ligament torn in his toe or something like that. It was weird. It wasn't turf toe. It was something different. Yeah, and then this year, he's just been a beast. Yeah, someone got him a toe. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, all right, Josh. All right, all right. It pains me, but I'm gonna give my, I'm gonna give it to uh, D'Angelo Hall this week. Wow. He had uh, essentially he had 11 tackles on the day, seven tackles, four assists. He had uh, one forced fumble on the day. Man, I, I thought I, you were gonna give it to a uh, a tight end for sure, Jordan Reed, maybe Jordan or Reed. Pony Boy for his touchdown. Since you love tight ends, yeah. Dude, well, you gave you gave yours to Garcon. I mean, that was the other guy I was considering. I mean, he had those yeah. seven receptions for 119 yards on the day. Um, big day there. All right, but, yeah. Okay, cool. No, I got to give it to D-Haw. All right. It's time oh. for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. Brought to you by Ritapoo. Who wants to go first on this one? I do. <coughs> you always do, John. Shanahan's and the Shanna plan. Cut! For play calling? Or just for, for generalness? Everything. General attitude? They're dead to me. <laughs> All right. Josh? Dude, this is painful to say, but I'm giving my kick to one of my favorite players. What? I'm giving my kick. Daryl Pounds my doesn't even play anymore. Dudes. <laughs> Number 59, London Fletcher. I knew it. Ah, oh, that's a good one, though. Dude, he, where was he in this game? He would, every time I saw him, it was like he was missed tackles. It was, you know, I mean, I don't know what was up with London Fletcher. He looked Fletcher. old. He looked old in this game. Dude, come back, London. Come yeah, back. I think London Fletcher is in the twilight. 
in his he, career. Uh, he only had one tackle and one assist on the day. And he was there a few times. I was like, wrap him up. Yeah, he couldn't seem yeah. to make the tackle. He was having a rough game. Well, I'm gonna I have, don't know what happened. I'm going to have to give mine to another linebacker, Perry Riley, for just utter stupidity on that um, retaliation. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Did we yeah. have him stopped at that point and that extended it? I don't remember, but I just remember. Probably. Serious. Probably, because that seems to be when we get all these stupid personal fouls. We had, all right, the Vikings had one penalty in the game for, I think, seven yards, and the Redskins had, I think, seven or eight for, like, 67 Eight penalties yards. for 63 yards. Pelletty. I mean, that's the, only cat, that's the only statistical category, other than score, that the Vikings did better than the Redskins in. Well, then maybe that's <laughs> the one that tipped them over the top. No, I think, I think, so. I think we summed I think it up. I think John summed it up. You can't point to a statistical category. It has to go to strategy and Kyle Shanahan for calling bad plays. Alright. Seriously. Cut. Cut. Keep right. running the ball through the whole game. You and win games the, by running through the fourth quarter. The fourth. And I don't think the players are listening to the coaches anymore. I don't think I think they they've lost the uh I think they they're on the way to losing the locker room. I think they've lost some of them already. Guys don't want to listen to these coaches anymore. They don't want to listen to Mike Shanahan. They don't want to listen to Hazlitt. Hazlitt doesn't even bother coming down to the field anymore. <laughs> Which I think is a huge mistake because then you can't get feedback from your players about what they're seeing out there. Yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? Who, who was it? I can't remember. Was it Paulson that got who got hit in the hands at the end of the game in the end zone and could have caught that pass and, and won it? Dude, I don't even remember. Man, I know what you're talking about. I think I don't right at the end of the I, game, we're like at the one yard line or the two yard line. Where we kept, yeah, yeah, we kept, kept passing, passing it, it in. We kept passing, passing it. it in. Yep. If you look at like last oh, week, I remember or whatever, what you're we saying. had like those three rushing touchdowns or whatever, and this week we had zero rushing touchdowns. I think it was Pawson. I think it was. Yeah, Dude, we should have been running it down there. That's another. That's the whole Shanahan thing. Kyle. Definitely, definitely. Uh-huh. But Pawson should have caught that ball if it was Pawson. Whoever it was, it like it was catchable. Yeah, I remember. So they I mean, get a maybe, kick. Oh, and then uh, and then not. Yeah, to rub salt in the wounds of Kyle Shanahan. If you're going to run the fade pass on the last play of the game, fourth and goal for the tie, <laughs> why do you run it to a 5'10 wide receiver instead of a big guy? Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's stupid. We have these giant tight ends that are killing Dude. it, like George Reed, that could have come across Reed. the middle. I don't know, but I like that <laughs> pass where RG3 made that, that, that pump fake. Oh, that was incredible. That was awesome. Took the time there. They need to orchestrate some more like pump fake passes like that because the because the other team will bite on that kind of crap. We need to orchestrate I, just running the ball through. I don't know if he just did that four quarters and, and had the foresight to see that it would open up the time for the receiver or if it was planned. But I want to no, say I think he first. totally made the guy bite doing that. I think yeah. so too. That was super smart. I want to see more of that kind and of crap. And RG3 had a good game. He's had good games for the most part the last four weeks. He's looking all right. I mean, he's really starting to round into form. But you know when he sucks is when they drop him straight back and the middle of the offensive line gets run over. Yeah, I don't think that's his fault. Over that's not exactly, his fault. Exactly. It's not like he's not holding on to the ball too long. He's not getting any time. I know some people are like, he holds on to the ball too long. Someone said that to me the other day, and I was like, no, he doesn't. They drop him straight back in the pocket, and the three guys in the middle can't stop anyone. 
That's not holding the ball too long. That's a bad play call. I know. Look at these other dudes that are getting like four or five seconds back there. Because they'll drop them straight back like that. The three, the two guards in the center are just like just falling over and getting run over. And the, and it, and the play call is to throw the ball like forty yards downfield, so he doesn't have time to complete the play. Yeah, the only person that's that, just short sighted. Yeah, I mean, you only have one Trent Williams. If we had four of them on there, so we yeah. might be in better shape. Five. Yeah, he's the only offensive lineman I think is 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 worth a crap. Yeah. Honestly. That would be well, I've said it before. I'm not gonna repeat it again. Yeah, anyway, um I think that pretty much about rounds it up, except for the hog slop. Yeah, we got us a little bit of hog slop to talk about. Uh uh, Lennon Fletcher got fined 15 gur for that Dude, fourth we tackle, tackle on Danny Woodhead. So, yeah, we should have so asked Jerome Booger about that. Uh, yeah, I think it was right. Um, Fred Davis lost his half million signing bonus by being inactive for yet another game. Um, and he said he wasn't surprised about it at all. I think the writing's on the wall there. We've talked about that. Cut. And we are currently in the middle of the field at Jack Kent Cook Stadium being resodded while the team is away for a couple of weeks. Good, so good. hopefully the uh, field will be in good shape when we get back there to uh, suck for the last month of the season. No, for our playoff run, just like last year. Yeah. And, and, culminating, hopefully, with a victory against Dallas at the, uh, what, December 22nd. Just like last there. year. Yep. And it all starts this weekend at the Eagles, 1 p.m. Yes, sir. Let's keep our fingers crossed on this one, dudes. Watch out for those flying batteries. Anyway, yeah. we'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins, and if you see thanks a Cowboys our, oh, fan... Thanks to our benevolent sponsor, David C. Lee, of David, or Desmond C. Lee, I mean, Des- Desmond C. Desmond Lee, C. Lee. See, Aaron, you got me doing it now. Desmond C. Lee, Esquire. <laughs> Desmond C. Lee, too, on Twitter. Follow him. He's a good guy. He hooks us up. If you guys want to hook us up, you can go to harryhogfootball.com. Go to the PayPal button on the left-hand side. You can donate a little something-something. We'll make you a weekly sponsor or something of that nature. And uh, maybe and uh, what else we got? Call the Hog Line, seven seven Harry Hog. You want to leave a message and vent? Uh, Twitter Harry Hog. Send us an email at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball That's right. And, uh, and send in twelve dollars uh, to our PayPal account, and you can move us to the DC servers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins! And if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. Joker. Joker!